Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Hey, it's AJ here with Frank too. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it was uh, super fun hanging out with you. Happy birthday, Danny. Um, and to everybody else, it was really great to see you guys. Paul, Erica, you know, if you listen to the podcast, sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, it is uh, the weekend after 420, uh, April 22nd. We are less than five days away from uh, the results of the, the upcoming Infinity War, uh, which has put all of us in kind of a, in a weird position. It's been 10 years um, since Iron Man came out. Uh, I remember going to see Iron Man the first time. Um, yeah, so I think both of us really wanted to take some time and uh, kind of, you know, kind of geek out a little bit over the good times that we've shared and, you know, some of our hopes for the future. We, we don't really want to get too much into Infinity War because we, you know, we do think that ultimately the movie is going to be what it is. It's done. Uh, we can't re- we can't speculate too hard, but we but I think that it's been pretty awesome. So I did kind of a rewatch. Frank, what movie did you most recently watch? What was the last one you just saw? Um, so I've been going through kind of marathoning them in what I've read online as like the true co- chronological order instead of the like um, sequential order that they came out in release dates, um, which honestly like is very, very, very similar. So um, the only one that I've maybe wa- watched out of order so far is uh, watching Guardians Volume 2 after Volume 1. Um, but since then, we've watched Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. I actually just started Civil War uh, this afternoon, but we decided to podcast instead. So I'm going <laughs> to get through uh, Civil War today um, and then hope to to get through the rest, which would be um, Spider-Man: Homecoming, Doctor Strange, and Thor: Ragnarok. I, I don't think at this point I'm going to see Black Panther again because it's either in theaters or not on release uh, on Blu-ray yet. Um, so yeah, I mean it was. I think at first when I was planning my rewatch, I was like, okay, I'm going to skip some. I'm going to do like Infinity Stone stuff only or just Avenger stuff. Only. But then like I started going, I was like, I really just want to watch them all. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And so we watched Ant-Man on Friday night and. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a really fun movie. Like, at first I was kind of like, I don't know, because I was really eager to watch the things that were super relevant to the upcoming movie. But it's it's good. And um, it's sort of like middle of the road. It's a good um, origin story for sure. But it's really funny. That That's kind of what Ant-Man, like, the, the cool, that's what the kind of the cool thing about Marvel is. I think that they've really diversified their portfolio a little bit because they really do have they really have co-opted the mashup superhero film you know ant-man is a heist superhero film uh captain america winter soldier is a conspiracy theory 70s thriller thriller movie you know with ties to movies like three days of the condor and all these other you know classic uh movies um you know I think that that's something that they've really kind of thrived on and that they've really made unique to their brand. Um, so it, it, for me, like I didn't really watch them in any sort of chronological order. I really kind of wanted to watch the ones that are my favorites and ones that I've recently got or got my hands on for Blu-ray 
and mm-hmm. to watch with the DVD commentaries. I love a fucking DVD commentary. It is a fantastic <laughs> thing. I wish more uh, amazing directors would take the time to make uh, a DVD commentary. It also seems like all of the Marvel commentaries are done like the weekend of release. So oh, wow. like the weekend of release for Incredible, the Incredible Hulk, you're hearing uh, Tim Roth and uh, Louis Latrier like kind of recap. They're super high on the movie. Like it hasn't like set in that it's bad yet, you know? Yeah. And they're still super high off the fact that it really looks like the TV show, which was really the main goal of the of the director and Ed Norton the whole time. So, right, right. like, that gave me a new appreciation for that movie. Watching the uh, Avengers uh, commentary with Joss Whedon was really cool. Um, I think that he's – I'm sure he's done a lot of these. I'm sure he's done a bazillion commentaries, so I think he's quite good at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he really goes – you know, he kind of lays the grounds, you know, spoiler alert, in the middle of uh, Avengers – there is a scene where Loki goes to meet the other in the cosmic, you know, sanctuary or whatever. Right, right. And when he gets there on the DVD commentary, the whole time Joss Whedon is talking about how, you know, he loves the uh, Jim Starlin 70s, 80s Infinity Gauntlet arc. He thinks that's the definitive Avengers storyline. There really isn't, you know, he kind of considers that the best one. Um, and in doing so, uh, you know, he kind of sets up for you Thanos kind of, right. you know, which is cool. So he, he doesn't go on to talk about, you know, the Thanos post credit scene at all, but he really kind of explains kind of his original navigation, you know, of where the Avengers were going even that early on in the movie. Yeah. And like, I, I was watching some of the special features on age of Ultron, uh, yesterday actually. And I felt like. It, a lot of the um, the moments were like either while they were still filming or like like you said like truly right after they they were done um, and like he's he seemed tired but he didn't seem like he he still like loved the property like he was talking about how when he they were making Avengers one how he's like oh when if we're gonna do a sequel we got to do Ultron and like it's got to bring life to the Vision and kind of have two sides to this thing and um, it's interesting because it makes me wonder like is there some universe in which we we were getting um, a Joss Whedon Infinity War movie. And, you know, instead of the Russos taking over, because, like, by the end of Ultron, he was kind of burnt out and kind of done with Marvel. It seemed like maybe they tinkered a little bit too much with his stuff, and that's why he was done. Um, I, I uh, But I also don't know if it's necessarily all Marvel's fault. I think that one of the things that could be – that may have been course-corrected by Marvel – may have been the relationship stuff. I could very much see Feige being like, yo, you can't have Black Widow fuck Hulk in the middle of the Avengers sequel. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, so I I could see him kind of pulling back for more things like that, and I think yeah. that's more... Not really the story. I also... It, in, in addition to that, he has said that he didn't like doing, like, the Thor of the cave scene. He said he really didn't want to do that, which is fine, but... Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think that he was ever really signing up to do that. And mm-hmm. I don't think that that it's interesting that Disney 
at large has kind of course corrected from taking on young, you know, moldable indie filmmakers that are fanboys to showrunners Mm -hmm. because they want people who can do the long-term storytelling. They want people to be able to, you know, have a vision and go out there. And obviously, you know, Joss Whedon had that with Avengers one and two, uh, I think some people can go back and see Avengers 2 for a lot more good stuff than I think that movie gets discredited for. Yeah, I mean, like I like I said, I recently watched that one, and it, like it's good. And I, I think I watched it right before Ragnarok came out, too. And it's, I think for me, in terms of an Avengers film, you know, the first one, it just, you've got that, like, superhero shot where they're all finally gathered together. And you're, like, you're, you're bringing, like, you had all the time leading up to that movie with the different characters. And like, it was really cool to see that for the first time. And the, the second film, it's like, all right, you, you feel like a little bit of like the next stage in the comic book. You're like flipping to the next issue or something like that. And, but you also have the characters kind of go in a whole bunch of different places and come back together. And like, I think what happens is it, it is a long movie and a lot happens and, it's it just still playing a lot of setup for, for what's to come. And like, obviously the rest of phase three, which there was a ton of movies and we're still getting into, uh, infinity war next week. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I, I think the, the cool thing about the Marvel films is like truly they're, they're all really fun and enjoyable. Like each one I think brings its own merits and some of them maybe have, you know, more mistakes or issues, missed opportunities than others. But it's been a, f- a fun journey. I mean, like, I, and I think yeah. it's really cool that you 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 do the the DVD commentaries. I, I actually haven't done any of those. I do love the special features. Like, I was talking to Danny last night. And he's like, "Oh wow, I'm really surprised that you still buy Blu-rays." I was like, "Well, you can't really get that stuff at anywhere else, you know." No, the you kind can't. Of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And it's like a lot of the movies that we buy are ones that we love and that we've seen several times, and we want to dive deeper into. Um. For sure. And to me, uh, like having the DVD, uh, you know, I will not buy the Blu-ray unless it really has the DVD commentary. That's kind of why I get them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to go back and watch the Iron Man 2 commentary because maybe, th- speaking of parallel universe, maybe there's a world in which John Favreau was going to direct the first Avengers. Like, yeah. you know, like that could have been a thought bubble someplace in, in the world. Or and, Iron Man 3. Or yeah. Iron Man 3, sure. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's interesting um, looking back at like the second, a lot of the Marvel's second installments in their films are, are so interesting. You know, how, you know, Iron Man 2, you know, Iron Man 2 is doing a lot of world building, but I think it's also kind of, um, it changed Howard Stark in a way. I think that's why mm-hmm. people don't like it a lot, but. I do like the Howard Stark that's in there. I find it to be kind of comforting and kind of cool. And it, you know, it's kind of a good resolution. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think Thor two is kind of bad after watching. So all of phase one and phase two Marvel are on uh, European or specifically German Netflix. So that was pretty fun. So when (laughs) I was traveling recently and I had a few, you know, hours to myself, I was rewatching the movies there. Um, so yeah, I think that Thor two is kind of bad. That's not a, un, it's not a, you know, a groundbreaking opinion. No, it's, it's not. Um, yeah. Everyone kind of agrees but with that. Like, <laughs> but you know, it's, 
it's unfortunate, you know, that, you know, Patty Jenkins was supposed to be in there and then Alan Taylor came in and, you know, this bad guy has no purpose. And it's just, it's a crazy, it's a crazy movie. And it's interesting that that kind of came out at the same time as Winter Soldier, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, like post Avengers was Iron Man 3, which kind of did a lot of new things for the character. And then you have this one, which felt like super rushed. It's it's like, well, why why make a Thor movie so quickly after Avengers? They really just wanted to keep keep the momentum going, and it didn't seem like they really put enough time and thought into the the villains. And because like the the following year, twenty fourteen, you have Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy, which were like massive hits. Um, yeah, it's 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 wild. And uh, you know, going back, the first Captain America movie is kind of its own movie in and of itself. It kind of is, it's the most standalone Marvel film, even though there's so many other interplaying characters, mm-hmm. it really kind of, it sits in its own kind of world almost. And cause it's removed from the Tony, St- it, it is, it, it's removed from the Tony Stark universe that yeah. we're all universe. We're all used to. Um, and, and, but it, it also sets up a really, really great trilogy for cap. And like, yeah, I think the Captain America movies for Marvel are the Dark Knight trilogy yeah. of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You say what you want about all the different trilogies that you have available. This one is the the most uh, character arc, completed character arc that you see. And, that, and that's really an achievement in and of itself. That among this whole other 18 movies, there's a three-arc trilogy in there of a superhero that elevates itself to the level of the dark knight right and it's but i think what's so great about the marvel universe is that you you also have character growth within the avengers films in there so it's like you can just watch the trilogy of cap and get a good amount out of it but if you throw in avengers one and avengers two and you know presumably the the remaining Avengers sequels you're going to see a full arc for cap Steve yeah. Rogers and like and and the supporting cast too you know there there you have Bucky from the first film and then like a little bit of uh Peggy Carter in that one and like how Peggy Carter affects him throughout the remaining films and um but you're right like I think that's what's so great that they've taken this serialized storytelling approach that you know is commonly known for on TV um and applied it to the movies and it's never nothing like this has ever been done before. It's crazy that we're talking ten years later. Um, I mean, I, you you mentioned you remember seeing Iron Man one in theaters, and I feel like maybe I did, but I I also don't think I saw all of Phase one in theaters. I think I it was like right after we graduated. Actually, no, we were in college at the time, obviously. So I remember going to Thor. Were you there when we went and we drank the Abudaba and ZB passed out in like the first three minutes of the movie? No, he I wasn't. Was, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, he was totally asleep. I remember see. I didn't see Iron Man two because I was in Israel. Yeah. Um, but I saw Iron Man, Hulk. I saw Captain America and Thor. I'm I'm pretty sure the first one I actually saw in theaters was the Avengers. Cause, and I remember catching up beforehand and being like, because I had seen, um, you know, Iron Man, Iron Man two, like when they hit Netflix or whatever, and then. It's like, oh wait, there's all these other films. Like, I gotta catch Thor and Cap- Captain America, and I, I distinctly remember like wanting to get caught up in 2012, and and like ever since I've seen everything in theaters like opening weekend, which 
is something that's incredible because as growing up as a kid, I really wasn't a huge comic book Marvel kid at all. Like it, it wasn't really a part of my, uh, my conversation. Like I, you know, I watched some of the cartoons here and there. I played some of the games. Like I knew of them, but you know, it was a different landscape and they've turned me into a super fan and to the point where like a couple of years back now, I, I, I subscribe to Marvel comics unlimited and I read several comic issues a week. Like I just, it's something that is so part of my everyday now that I couldn't imagine it not being there. And it's all because of the movies and, and what they showed me and like, Oh wow. All this stuff has amazing roots back to the, the sixties with, you know, Stan Lee and all the comic books that they created within like three or four years of, you know, all the amazing characters. Um, to the point where it's like now we really, really want all of everything back together. And, you know, we have this Fox deal that's going to come through and all these other characters that are, are potentially going to be available back to them and, you know, that have maybe been mistreated on screen in other studios. Um, right. It's crazy. And I think that the Russos are also have may have tipped their hat a little bit too hard. Did you see this most recent interview in England that they just did? I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. So, like, they are... Listen, as much as we thought Spider-Man was never going to happen, I think that they are, they're trying to... They are, they're not being very subtle about it, do you know? <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Nobody knows. Um, but, you know, I, uh, ultimately, you know, I wasn't a big Marvel fan kid either i did like the cartoons and i really liked the wolverine comic book that was probably my Mm -hmm. comic book um and a lot of the avengers show up in there and different people at different times show up in there too um and then i went back kind of in college and read like a lot of the other stuff like reading civil war and things like that and Mm -hmm. um so yeah I, i i dig this stuff um I'm glad that it's been going on. I like that the I like the diversity in the movies. Um, you know, I've been watching them in this wild, crazy, funky order, and yeah. I'm excited to see the other one. And you know, what I would like to do is probably watch Civil War with a DVD commentary. That would probably be my last thing I would like to do. Yeah. Um. Other otherwise, uh, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I've. I'm caught up. I'm ready to go. I've, it's not like I haven't yeah. seen them all before. Right, exactly. It's like we've seen everything before. I, for me, um, I've seen Civil War a couple times, but I was going to put it on today. And the ones that I've only seen once, actually, it's kind of interesting, are some of the more recent ones. And so I do want to revisit Spider-Man Homecoming. I do want to revisit Doctor Strange and, and Thor Ragnarok. Cause... Doctor Strange is a snooze fest. Spider-Man <laughs> 2 on the rewatch is pretty good. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 I don't is not a good movie. I, I definitely, after rewatching it this time, I was telling Megan some of my concerns with it and and how, like, ultimately I feel like they they were going a really interesting direction with the villain and then they kind of, like, in the third act, just cut all character development and and you don't really see Peter grow from there, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, it's a beautiful film. They really they make it. the same joke 18 times, dude. <laughs> it's the same fucking joke every single time. Oh, we're in space. Let's say something from Earth that everybody's going to notice. Oh, you said that? Oh, my God, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> so, like, it, no. Uh, uh, all right, I'm sorry. 
Um, no, it's okay. But like, that's another film that we know. Like a lot of the movies, we don't really know what Phase Four is, right? And so, no, I think but, uh, a lot but, of the ones are going to get sequels. Like we're going to get, we know we're getting Volume Three, we know we're getting Spider Man Homecoming Two, or whatever it's going to be called. Um, there's there's still another Phase Three movie with Captain Marvel coming up. Um, but beyond that, it's kind of a gray area. Like we, I think Robert Downey Jr. has like really. Uh, it's not, 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 I'm not going to say he overstayed his welcome by any means because he's still fantastic, but I think everyone assumed he would have been done a long time ago. <laughs> um, and the fact that he's still going eight, uh, 10 years later is crazy, but you know we're not going to see any more Iron Man movies. Cap is pretty much saying he's done, or uh, Chris Evans. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we're going to get another Black Panther movie that was so successful. How could they not? <laughs> I think what they... Do, I think Here's what I think Marvel does now. I think that one of the... Okay, so... I think there are two big major theories. There's the first theory that you're going to have, you know, the Skrull invasion, which is going to turn into uh, Secret Wars, which mm-hmm. is a pretty cool storyline. Um, and that could kind of span different time periods within the existing Marvel Universe. And then all they need to do is just sign everyone to contracts saying that they can appear to maintain continuity. So like right. so like you could have a scene in 90s, you know, Marvel movie where, you know, Robert Downey Jr. walks by, you know, in his aged up, aged down, you know, stuff and that's fine. And like and uh, they'll and they'll do it like that. And then different movies will take place at different times and show other storylines that maybe they haven't told yet, which is something I think that they could do really easily. You know, another theory is that they do, uh, they build up and do Galactus or something like that. Right. Um, yeah, I don't I mean, know. with with the Fantastic Four uh, cast of characters and villains, they've got such a, a wide rogues gallery there. Um, X Men is huge. Like, obviously, there's been. I mean, how many X Men related property movies have there been already? There's at least ten there too, over arguably a longer time. But yeah, they're going to have to reboot pretty much everything and explain in some in-universe way how they're going to bring them in. But it it makes me wonder, like, right now we're getting, what, three Marvel films a year, plus, like, you know, usually a Fox-related properly, at least one or two. Like, does that mean we're going to be getting five Marvel-related MCU movies a year? Like, No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. (laughs) I think it's oversaturation at a certain point. I think what they'll do is they'll – they – we're going to see what the new lineup of the Avengers is. And then they can go a kind of a few ways. They can go Illuminati, which if they go Illuminati, you keep Tony Stark on the retainer. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't leave. And then, or you keep Robert Downey Jr. on retainer. You can, then you don't need, you don't need Thor. Then you do, you know, the other new cool characters that you can bring in there that you can reboot Mm -hmm. or you bring in from the existing Fox lineup of the X-Men. Right. Um, if they don't do that, then I think you wait until phase five for the X-Men, but mm-hmm. you introduce them kind of someplace in the, in the near future so that you're not spending time rebuilding the world of the X-Men, right. but that you have them in the world and that they are now reintegrated. We just haven't ca- necessarily caught up with them yet. Right. We, we, we call to attention the fact that mutants exist and, you know... Th- 
somehow maybe not maybe they have to retcon certain characters to be mutants or something like that like obviously inhumans have been kind of mishandled uh in that they they did the the tv show but like black bolt is a really cool character that would be cool for the illuminati um but you know whether or not they they tap into that again i really doubt it because it was such a disaster um i mean the other thing that's kind of crazy that they have this it's all connection call all connected tagline for things where they say that the agents of shield show and all the other tv shows on netflix and hulu and and everything there they really aren't connected <laughs> and there's such a, a wide cast of characters there that they're not using you know like people in in comic books you'd, you'd have daredevil show up you'd have um luke cage or like other superpowered individuals from from these series that they are kind of siphoning off to tv and and in a way it's a similar thing that happened with fox right like they had all these characters that they they can no longer use because they're on tv only and it makes sense i understand why like making movies and making tv shows happen at like completely different speeds and it would be really hard to integrate characters and then throw them back on tv but I mean, I think it would be really cool if, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ended either this year or next year, and then maybe they can take some of those people and throw them in a movie, you know, add, add them to and say, like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back, you know, because it was such an integral part of both Phase 1 and Phase 2, but since then it's kind of falling apart. <laughs> well, I think we're going to see a major... We're going to see a lot of retcon in Avengers 4 because we know mm-hmm. it's a time travel movie. The set photos reveal that it's a time travel movie. Kevin Feige's favorite movies are Back to the Future. This mm. is very fitting. This is how yeah. he wants to end it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think we're all for that. That's going to be really dope. Um, but uh, we will see next week. So I don't know when we're going to do the review. Um, uh, but we will try to get it up as fast as we can. Yeah. We're, we're seeing it on Saturday. So, you know, we're not, we're not going to be um... – you know, sometimes you get to go Thursday night or Friday night. So we're seeing it Saturday. If we're lucky, we can do the review and hopefully post the next week. Um, so, you know, stay tuned for that, everybody. Um, stay tuned. We will try to have it up as, as fast as we can. Um, okay. So just a few other things I kind of wanted to talk about. So on 420, we got to go to uh, see uh, Super Troopers, me and Danny and uh, Matt Birnbaum, which is pretty fun. Uh, went to go see the Stoner classic sequel. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the original Super Troopers, everybody, made by the guys Broken Lizard, a really great comedy group. Um, it's a really hilarious indie movie from the early 2000s. It kind of encapsulates a whole era of Stoner comedy movies that kind of came out at that time. Dude, Where's yeah. My Car? Um, you know, Half Baked, uh, Not Another Teen Movie where they were kind of teasing the tropes of the movies themselves inside the movie uh, with you, which was really just hilarious and and really fun. Uh, So, yeah, really high expectations. Um, Super Troopers 2 uh, began a few years ago as an Indiegogo campaign because uh, Broken Lizard wanted to kind of finance the movie in a different way that would allow them to have more control. So obviously getting some money of their own that they can play around with does a really nice, uh, goes really far for them in terms of the, you know, effects and different things that they can pull off. And they raised about $5 million, um, 
you know, over the long run of their uh, campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, they released this movie. And we were lucky enough that the guys actually came in and uh, talked to us a little bit. That's so, so crazy. It's it <laughs> awesome that it that was, happened. It was kind of crazy. Um, so I just want to say a few things because I, I know I don't want to spoil the movie for everybody. And it's not like I've seen it with Frank, so I can spoil the movie and we're going to review it or whatever. Or discuss it, excuse me. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it was really funny. I think that it... It reminded me a lot of uh, Ghostbusters 2 um, in a sense that you have to get the team all back together in some way that makes sense to the audience. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of do jokes that you could obviously see that maybe they hadn't gotten to do or hadn't, you know, wouldn't be able to have realized in the first one, but also do like new jokes that, you know, are really fun and push it and are really hilarious. Uh, it also. Um, you know, spoiler alert, it doesn't really end in a way where the last one ended in that it feels uh, more complete, whereas I think Super Troopers really could have been one of those standalone great comedies that, like, never had a sequel. You know, ultimately, we don't get to decide a sequel the opening weekend. The history decides how a sequel is viewed. Right. So, like, there's, so, like a great example is, like, Ghostbusters 2. So, like, when they wanted to make it, Bill Murray was really hesitant. He really didn't want to do it. But Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis convinced him to do it. And, you know, ultimately, it wasn't that they wanted to just do a sequel, but that they wanted to complete some kind of movie trilogy or maybe even do more movies after that. So uh, after, uh, you know, a little while when Ghostbusters 2 came out, which is a very packed movie summer, uh, it didn't really do so hot with the critics because it recycled a lot of the same jokes and yada, yada, yada. But Ghostbusters 2, like, there's some pretty cool stuff in there. And, you know, it is a really good experience of the Ghostbusters story. You know, like, it doesn't... Yeah. I don't think it diminishes... I don't think it diminishes... Ghost, like, I don't think Ghostbusters 2 diminishes Ghostbusters 1 in any way. Right. No, it, it's still a fun movie. and Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean... My questions, though, with with Super Troopers, because I I do have fond memories of the first one. It's really funny. Um, it has been a long time since I've revisited it, but like I definitely had seen it several times. It was always on TV, even if it was watered down. Um, like, so obviously there must be a, a time jump. It's not like things like to, so they're they're trying to bring the characters back together after you know yeah. at least ten years or something being apart. And so you you feel like they leave it more open ended than than the first. So. When they come back together, what happens is uh, there's a certain – this is in the trailers – is that certain parts of Vermont are actually found to be American and not Canadian. So they need experienced highway cops to come in and, like, take care of a new patch of highway that they haven't, you know, patrolled in a long time. So uh, they kind of pick up with all the different characters – after they've left uh, how you see them at the end of the original Super Troopers, which is a big joke that they reveal slowly throughout the movie. So I can't tell you what it is because it's really it's really funny. Okay. And it's, it's, it's worth it to, like, go see what happens. Um, but, yeah, they leave it more um, open-ended towards more adventures and different opportunities that the team can go after. Because 
uh, immediately after, you know, we saw the movie and everyone's kind of feeling this way, somebody asked Broken Lizard, hey, you know, what's the plan? Like, are you going to make another Super Troopers 3? And he's like, if the movie does well, they will absolutely do Super Troopers 3 and that it's already written. So, of course. So I think what's really cool about this is they've kind of done, you know, kind of a reverse indie like they made an indie 20 years ago that was successful in the old style way. And now they made it in the new Indiegogo style way where you have to actually crowdsource and work mm-hmm. and now prove to the studio that they have a captive audience that's willing to go pay the money to see these movies. Uh, other questions that were asked of Broken Lizard. Are they going to make Potfest? They said yes, that they also <laughs> want to make Potfest after this movie as well. Were wow. they all just fucking with us because we were all high in the movie theater? Maybe. Maybe. But, <laughs> you know, I genuinely, I think that those are two movies that they can make. They can make Potfest and that they can totally make uh, Super Troopers 3. And um, Beer Fest 2? I don't, know about, I don't know about Beer Fest 2. I think it would just be Potfest. Uh, uh, so, like, it's a similar, it's just, like, maybe the same characters. And then instead of it being Beer Fest, it's Potfest. Yeah. Got it. Um, I thought that... One thing I really liked about Super Troopers 1 that you don't have is they do a little bit more with Johnny Chimpo and, like, trying to figure out who the criminals are. There's mm-hmm. a little bit more of, like, ooh, homer-nerma-nerma-nerma. This one, that you kind of – it's it's pretty obvious who the bad guy is going to be, and you go in and you're like, oh, he doesn't seem like a great guy. He's, oh, he's, he's a bad guy. <laughs> uh, so that that's okay. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it was a really great movie. I think everyone should go see it. Um, I think there's also a ton of other movies that are coming up this summer that we're definitely going to want to see and discuss. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to do Deadpool. Um, you know, there's a Jurassic, few other, definitely Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Um, there's a few other sci-fi movies that are coming out and we'll get to those as they come. So, you know, we want to make this a good summer too. And I'm going to try while I'm in San Diego this week to watch Westworld. And if uh, I can, maybe we'll start covering Westworld. I think that'd be awesome. I'm really looking for it starts tonight. Season one, uh, season two starts tonight. First episode. So I will be caught up on that. Um, so if you do get through it, that'd be great. Maybe, you know, we can cover next it. week. We can cover it, um, which would be really fun. It's an awesome show. Um, I, it's funny cause I haven't seen the original movie, but it's, it's by the same creator of Jurassic Park, the and Michael novels. Crichton, yeah, Michael Crichton. Like, so it feels very much in that same vein. Um, I mean, it's HBO too, so it's way darker and way, uh, it, you know, it, it's it's Game of Thronesy in a way, which is great. Um, and while we are waiting for Game of Thrones season eight, um, it's kind of the perfect thing to hold us over, I think. So let me know about that. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got a couple days couple days left for infinity war i'm hoping to finish up all the movies um uh going pretty pretty fresh um so yeah i mean this is okay so 10 years in the making (laughs) if anybody is going to be okay so a few things i want to just discuss how high the stakes are for me Mm -hmm. so i am doing a trade show it starts on wednesday it's it ends on friday at 1 30 but pack up is promptly at 4.30, which means that I could have my booth packed up totally by 5 o'clock, 
which would mean that I have no problem making my flight at 10 o'clock out of San Diego, which gets me into Newark at 1030, which is enough time to run upstairs, eat an edible, grab the vape pen, and leave for Lincoln Square, hopefully with Shayna. <laughs> we will be... Um, oh, God. It, you... if, if I can't pack up my stuff and I can't make my 1030 flight, I have another flight on Saturday, but I will not be seeing Avengers with everyone. That's so sad. So, so we, very, very sad. So a lot is riding on uh, my ability to see uh, this movie. I even booked with it on my own points because uh, I'm not paying for this shit, and I have to make sure I deal with it, and I'm sure work will not accept needs to see Avengers <laughs> as a reason for a $200 <laughs> flight change. I mean, I guess worst case scenario, if you do miss your flight, you could maybe try to see it while you're out there. If you think you're going to miss That's it. Not, well, one of the lessons I learned about, um, I think about Thor Ragnarok, was if you don't see it in the good IMAX as soon as possible, it just leaves the good IMAX and you're never going to see it there. True. And so I'm hoping that we can, uh, I'm hoping that we see it and we make it. I'm, we have really good seats. It's my favorite theater. When we saw the last trailer open up for Ready Player One, my Apple Watch gave me a heart notification. <laughs> like, I'm, oh, I'm that's ex- amazing. I'm excited for this movie. Um, I'm excited to see it with you guys. Uh, if you have anything you want to post that you want to t- us to talk about in the Avengers Infinity War discussion, please feel free to message us, comment us, uh, however you can get in touch because we definitely want to hear from you because we want to discuss the topics that you know you think are relevant. Me and Frank are going to have the same conversation as all times, but if you guys think, hey, uh, I have a question for you, knuckleheads, please send it over because we would love it and we would yeah. be so happy to read it. We'll talk. We'll t- we do everything. We'll talk about you, where you came from. Uh, but yeah, we're yeah, really please excited. Please be spoiler free, of course. Like if you're posting on our channels, like we just want to make sure that everyone. Oh yeah, I mean, if you and- if you spoil Avengers on the Long Lost Heroes uh, Facebook page or anything like that, we will cu- we will come you to you, we will find you, we will kill you. It's not we're <laughs> we're not gonna fuck around there, yeah. but uh, but you really gotta you know if you want to post something, we would like to see that. Yeah, and, and you know you can direct message us, email us, or something like that, and we can definitely read it out on the podcast because once we see the movie, we will be talking in full spoilers. So. Uh, we will be able to answer those questions or discuss those topics. Um, but yeah, it's it's super exciting. I it's it's been on the calendar for so long. I I I think I've been more excited for this than I was for Last Jedi, which is kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> as you know, we grew up more as Star Star Wars fans than Marvel fans, as we were just discussing. But um, this this movie is. I'm I really hope it's successful. I really hope it does everything that we want it to and that it has great character moments and great story um it's it's a huge feat if if it works it's it'll be unbelievable and i you know we'll go probably see it at least two more times or something in theaters and buy the blu-ray eventually as well um but we'll see i'm cautiously optimistic that it's going to be a really fun time and i really hope that you make it like you need you need an infinity stone or two to get here. <laughs> I listen, I have my, uh, you know, my suit in the closet. I will take it out. I will fire up your pulsers, make sure I have it all ready and set up for my emergency flight. Should I need it? Great. Great. All right. So, uh, you know, tomorrow we'll see each other again, AJ. We have 
game two of our uh, season tickets for Yankees baseball. Game one was a little not so chilly. good. It was they they played really poorly and it was very cold. Um, hopefully tomorrow's a little better. I think the weather will hold out for us. Um, I'm still excited. I love baseball. I watched today. It was great. Hey, um, I'm excited we get to see maybe g- game two, day two of Glauber Torres. I want to see uh, how he does. Yeah. And, uh, maybe we'll see him get a hit. That'd be great. And, you know, these baby bombs. They, they were saying today how everyone on the lineup today was under 30. <laughs> like, that's that's us, man. It. That's crazy. That's us. It's crazy. So um, baseball's here. It's great. Um, we have a lot more games. And I'm excited to see you tomorrow. And have yeah. a good time. So it's going to be good, man. Uh, thank you for taking the time today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we are wrapping up the long lost heroes podcast. We want you to do the following. Please go ahead and like the long lost heroes, Facebook page. We, you can, we can be found at L L H podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You could send us an email at info at long lost I am AJ. I'm Frank. Thank you very much, everybody, and have a great week.